Hello, everyone. This is Cassie Burns, co-founder of All Your Data. I'm an attorney who's been using AI and machine learning for 10 years. I love data and love talking to people about data, and that's what this podcast is about. Each episode of Cassie and will feature a new guest. Each guest comes from a different background with a different approach and attitude towards technology. We'll talk about their experiences and hopefully we'll learn a thing or two. Thanks for joining. Let's get started with Cassie and Maribel. Maribel Rivera. Thank you very much for joining me here today on Cassie. Well, we saw each other just a week ago at a wonderful event called Legal Week. It kind of kicks off the legal conference season. And uh, Maribel, you've been a guest before on here. You you are the marketing um, marketing like top person in the world as far as like legal tech goes, in my opinion. And you were a guest of mine. In the first season, thank you so much for joining me then to talk about AI marketing opportunities for people out there. A wonderful thing about producing my own podcast is I can do things on the fly so because I'm doing it all anyway, so I can pivot really quickly. And you were kind enough over this weekend. I said, Maribel, we have some important things to talk about. You want to come on and let's get this this podcast out this week. And you said yes right away, as you as you always do. But let's talk about, give, give the audience a brief intro of you in case they didn't hear our other episode. And if you haven't, you should go listen. It's one of my highest downloaded episodes. Uh, and then let's kind of talk about what prompted this conversation today, Maribel. Yeah, so my name is uh, Maribel Rivera, or my mom likes to make me say Maribel Rivera. Um, I am... Uh, a, I am the Vice President of Strategy and Client Engagement at ACEDS, the Association of Certified E-Discovery, E-Discovery Specialists. That's a lot. So we say ACEDS. So I oversee our community and our membership. But in addition to that, like you said, I have my own marketing consulting firm since 2010. Uh, so uh, I'm sorry, 2013. So it's been ten over 10 years now. And I've been working with I, I work with everyone from I've worked with law firms to vendors in the in the industry. And it, with all of that, I also now currently sit on the board of I'm the special events director at Women in E-Discovery. I over I am involved in like the Fierce Woman Collaborative, the Fearless Network. Like there's so many other things that I work on and I'm passionate about. Uh, Life Preservers Project, which is anti-human trafficking. I do things around domestic violence and other things. So I'm very engaged in in those areas, especially coming from things that I've I've basically been a survivor of, right, for all these years. You have to be the busiest person in e-discovery, I think, without a doubt. But Last week, again, we had Legal Week in New York, and it was exciting. You know, I remember talking mm-hmm. to someone on my flight home, and he he was saying, there's a lot of excitement in the air. Did you, and I agree with them, did you feel the same way, like, during the event? Oh, my God, it was from the minute. So I I got back from vacation on Sunday, and from even before, it was just exciting to hear everyone talk about getting to Legal Week, getting to New York City getting together on Monday, Monday morning, it was a blur for me. I was putting up booths, making sure I was connecting with people, preparing for some events because we had an amazing women in e-discovery event 
for Go Red because it is Heart Health Month for women. And so we had an amazing event and we were running around making sure all of that was put in place. And you could feel like the energy this year just felt even more than than years past, right? I think we were getting through COVID. We were unsure of what was happening. There was the great resignation last year. So I think there was so much going on. But this year, it just felt renewed and re-energized. And you could feel it the minute you walked into the Hilton. I agree. And I feel like this was my 10th year since my first legal week. So it's been a while. Um, And I remember going to legal weeks in the past and I always feel like there's a level of cynicism and like, oh, what's like the new release? Is it really that new and great? But I think last year, 2023, we started to see vendors or service providers really starting to push the edge of AI because of the launch of ChatGPT. And I feel like that kernel of excitement was full blown in this one because everyone was like, okay, what are the tools that are out there? Because they've been and tested out for the past year and, and people are really excited about it and the impact to our profession and broader. Because I know we had, and, and you, very key to this group, AI bounties that we're starting up, trying to get more women involved in leadership and AI. Um, not and I get think them that- involved. Not get them involved. Let's bring to the forefront those women who are already involved, right? Because right, there's right. women like you and others who have been doing this. And I want to step back a little and say, ChatGPT was just did a big splash, but there were a lot of people who are already working on generative AI way before ChatGPT even said, hey, look at what we're doing. They were just mm-hmm. the, you know, the, they were, they launched it and they had a lot of great press around it. But there were people who were already, you and I both know that were already working on little things in within mm-hmm. legal. Yeah. And, and yeah. there's so many strong women and strong people too, not just women, but so many people that have been using AI for 10 years that yeah. there's a need for the skill set that we have. Um, I like to call it our Cinderella moment, our glow up. But so, so there was a lot. I just remember getting home. I actually... I'm an introvert. So I I took it easy. I rolled into it like exhausted just from a month of really intense work. And I really made a point of setting boundaries of these are the things I want to do. And I'm I'm going to bed early. And I got home and my family were like, wow, you actually look better than before you left. Because I set those boundaries and I was very happy. A lot of really good, meaningful conversations. And then I get on LinkedIn. I don't know if it's Thursday night or Friday morning. And just some of the news that was starting to come out about really not great things like that happened in after events that really needs to be highlighted because we don't want this to type of behavior to continue. So Maribel, I would love for you to maybe give the audience a little bit of a of a rundown of what was being reported. So various different reports and I could say I I, I saw some bad behavior as well. So one incident, there were were a couple incidents, one of some solicitation by a male to a female and just very bad verbiage and the solicitation was bad and that was an industry event. And then there were two groping incidents that actually resulted in one, one groping incident resulted in a knife being taken out at a, at a bar the other one resulted in a glass being thrown at a gentleman trying to protect somebody. So those were two. And then there were some even 
bad behavior by women, just like very drunk and getting very too handsy with men. Um, you know, and you can absolutely see like them being uncomfortable and trying to find a way out of a situation. Those were some of the things that were reported and that I saw. Well, and I think I know that Deanna, she had posted about it and it really kicked off a lot of um, conversations of this has happened and we know it's happened in the past. And I I feel like it's, it's, we're putting a flag in the sand and saying, we're not happy with this and we're going to be vocal about it and what can be done. Because where it, wherever it's happening at the leadership or or whomever, there needs to be a level of accountability. And and I know that you being the leader that you are and the organizations you're involved with, you're very much like me or more so than me. Like, I'm not just going to talk about the problem. I I want to do something about it. So can you talk a little bit about what has happened in less than a week? You guys are already, you know, planning things out. So, and let me say, so I wrote about this, right? We had the the disco um, scandal that happened five months ago. It's not even five months ago, right? So it happened over five months ago. And I wrote and I said, we we talk about it for a little week and then it goes away. Then we we forget about it. But these things are happening and workers are coming forward and 5 million workers a year experience sexual harassment. That's an actual stat from the National Sexual Harassment Association. Now that's a stat. Five million workers, ninety percent of transgender and non-binary people experience sexual harassment. Thirteen percent of men experience sexual harassment. Right? These are and women of color experience at a higher rate than than white women. These are these are like actual facts that we're doing, and these are things that we need to address. And so. You know, we wrote about it, we talk about it, but we don't. Some of the things that are saying are we need to start naming the individuals. This can't be something that you just say, okay, someone behaved badly. No, other women need to know because what if another woman is in that situation? I can tell you as a as a person who is has was a victim that when you tell people and they just brush it on the rug, that person has the ability to go and do it to someone else and or continue to hurt you. Like you don't want that to continue happening. Like mm-hmm. it's very upsetting to me that people just, you know, or or you continue to support people in their bad behavior. Mm-hmm. Like I, and I'm sorry, but it's just. Oh, I wish I could hug you right now, Maribel. It it just isn't isn't right to me that we allow right. If you know that someone is harassing people or assaulting people, doesn't mean it matter how they do it or what they they're doing or who they are. We should be coming up and saying things. So we quickly like uh, lots of different people are doing different things. I know association leaders for some of the large associations have gathered and are putting out some, they should be putting out something today. I know Women in E-Discovery, the leadership there gathered very quickly and are sending out a notice to all of their members. Um, I know that a group of us women and, and men came forward and said, hey, and so I built a workspace and I said, hey, put, put your ideas, let's put it all out there. What are your ideas? How do we keep our 
community safe? How do we bring this to attention? And not just women, but everyone within, right? Mm-hmm. Non-binary men and women. How, how do we keep all of these individuals safe? How do we make sure, and not just protect, but make sure that, hey, let's call out any bad behavior we see. It's It should needs to be called out. It needs to be said. And then uh, Nikki Shaver and Stephanie Gostas, I think I'm saying her last name correctly. They have a form where people can step up and say, let's volunteer. We're talking about how do we create a pin or safe words? How do we have someone who stepped up and said they would develop an app to say, here's where I am, or I'm having a situation. How do you know when you're in a bar at one of the after uh, parties? that who can I go to if I'm in a, in a position? And how do you let people know, right? If you're, this was, I saw this today. It, it goes to everything we've been hearing for years. If you see something, say something, right? Mm-hmm. We had some great men come forward and say, hey, that's not acceptable. And Absolutely. we need more individuals, the men and women like that to come forward and say, hey, you cannot be behaving like this. This is unacceptable. And really, if you're drinking, there's no reason to drink to excess, right? Mm-hmm. We're not telling you to go dry, but what we're telling you is companies know who behaves badly after hours. Don't send those individuals to events, yeah. right? Yeah, it, and I think you posted about this, and it's something that I, I feel very is very important thing to point out. Now, I joke about being an introvert, and I like to be in bed by 8 o'clock or... I don't drink that much. I have chronic migraines. So I tend to, you know, I, it's better for me not to drink. So I don't get exposed to this behavior as much, but that doesn't matter. Like my behavior shouldn't dictate how late I stay up, who I go to, what venue I go to, what, what clothes I may be wearing. This isn't about the victim's behavior. It's really about people feeling empowered to act this way and not having maybe any ramifications. And what we're really wanting to do is say, there needs to be some accountability at the individual level and what's happening at the, at the, at the corporate level, what sort of conversations are going on? Hey guys, or or girls group people, we're hosting this event, behavior, acceptable behavior, not acceptable. We may need to encourage leaders to be having those conversations because I think it's absolutely devastating to think a young, bright-eyed individual, be they male, female, or gender fluid, and they just really want to go out and and make a career of themselves. They're young, and they go to this event, and their first interaction is being harassed. And the devastation that that must be like, some people are just out there just trying to make their lives better. And that's the kind of potential interaction they have. And, and what does that do to discourage them from pursuing things? And I think it's a very, very unfortunate interaction for some people. And we were hearing reports. The first thing I ever went to, I had that kind of experience. And um, it's just not right. People shouldn't get away with that. So are are you hearing from many um organization like company not association but but companies and and asking what they can do from the leadership side so i i got the first company that reached out to me was ultimatum um so ultimatum reached out and they were like maribel we hate seeing this what can we do how do we we want to make sure people know this is for us unacceptable 
and we're there. We're, we'll help whatever we want to do. So that was one of the first. And then I love seeing Marla Crawford, who's the GC at Simplify, put out mm-hmm. a pledge right this morning, which, and I, I stress this, I was sexual assault awareness month is in April. And so hopefully we can, I'm already in the works with women in e-discovery to say, how do we do something? But she used the color, Marla used the color teal, which is the color for sexual awareness, uh, sexual assault awareness. And she put a pledge together and she's looking at how do we build a service provider task force to help with these issues. And I'm sure like ALM and some of the other organizations, right? I know you, you and I are attending a conference and the organizer was like a little worried and concerned. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you like the UF Law Discovery Conference is coming up and it is for us where we say this isn't, this is not going to happen here. And we, if we've ever had an incident, people are not invited back. We don't allow them back. That is something that is done at the UF Law Discovery Conference at a high level. So we try to make sure that's known. We want everyone. And I, I make sure at ACEDS events, um, we had an amazing ACEDS event with like 300 people. I'm watching. I'm, I, I, I look like a, a bodyguard running around, just looking and watching people and making sure people are okay. Um, so, you know, we need more of that. We need people to pay attention and look. And if you're with someone and you, you know, before they have that six drink where you think, okay, this is going to take them over the line stop them at number two or number three and say, you know what? I know how you get. Let's, let's stop here. And maybe it's time for us to go. Maybe it's time for some water. Mm-hmm. We need to do more of that. But uh, I think we're starting to see, I think some companies don't know how to react. So they're taking their time. They need to talk to leadership. They have advisory boards there. There's a lot more. So I think over this coming week, we'll hopefully see more companies stepping forward like Ultimatum and Simplify to say, here's the things that you need to do. Um, or at least I hope they will, right? I hope that more companies will come forward and also reach out. And we know that some of the bad actors are at those companies. And I think those companies have been made aware of who they are. Even those companies that might have, those individuals might be in leadership, which is a little more touchier for some of the companies. Right, right. And, you know, we spent a lot of time at Legal Week and at so many conferences talking about AI and risks of AI and should we use AI in our legal profession and and this whole risk discussion about it because the AI models maybe don't behave in the best way. No. And I, I've been reading a book called Unmasking AI by Dr. Joy Wolumwini. And there's some, and I just want to say everyone should read this. It's amazing. Um, and there's a section where she talks about there's a group of data scientists and technologists who are very concerned not only with AI, but the potential of AI causing the potential extinction of the human race. And what can we do now to prevent that extinction? And there's a lot of time and money and resources being put into that future human safety. But she points out so eloquently, there are a lot of human beings right now being harmed, systemic harm by AI systems. And I nearly, as I was reading that, it made me think a little bit about 
what we that that dichotomy of what we talk about during the day and maybe bad behaviors at night. And I would love to see leaders in legal tech be as focused on protecting harm against human beings trying to effectively use AI um, to the same degree that we are focused and talk about the harm of AI to our profession. Uh, because it's our people that make our profession, not our technology, and we need to protect our people. So um, that that's, you know, if you're if you care about AI, you should be caring about people and there should be a priority for your organization. I mean, if you care about your organization, then you should care about your people, right? And I don't know who said it, but I feel like I've heard this over and over. The greatest threat to human race is the human race. It's mm -hmm. not AI. Um, it is the human race itself. We are our own worst enemy, right? We are, um, you know, we can, we, we have all the worst, right? When Pandora's box was open, we got all the worst of it. So I think it is teaching people how to be better humans not to worry about how do we teach AI because the people teaching AI are the humans. So how do you teach mm -hmm. those humans better, right? Not to have those biases, not to offend and embarrass and be hateful or any of those things. Those are the things that we need to be concerned about. Um, those are, you know, what, what do we need to do to make sure that we are teaching AI to be ethical in the same way that mm -hmm. we think humans should be ethical, mm -hmm. right? And I think my colleague, Shauna Pedersen of Morgan Lewis actually said, there's some organizations, right, uh, that are now teaching AI not to be biased, how, how to work with them with non-biased data, right? Because some of the, the data out there is non-biased, and I'm sure you know much better than I do. But I think it's important for us to teach each other how to behave, how to stop bad behavior, Right. Again, uh, we are our worst enemy when it comes to mm -hmm. those things. Um, and you need to we have a lot of women coming into this industry. Mm -hmm. um, especially we've, I'm seeing so many amazing women, data scientists and others, young business developers, uh, those those we need to show them. Right. This, this is not and this is I, I have a shirt this. This is not the, the good old boys club. This is not F that. Like, this is not what we're doing. This is a new club. Right. This is a club we're all inclusive and we need to make sure everyone feels that they are included, they belong, and it is equitable. Yeah, there are a lot of us who have big plans for our, our, our colleagues and we've got a lot of work to do. Including yes. this, we'll take we'll work on this end as well. But there, there's we'll a lot AI. of we'll use AI <laughs> <laughs> to, to make humans better humans. Uh, it really will be the human in the loop in that situation, I guess. So um, it is something we're taking seriously. This will not be the last conversation we have about this. But you know, making people know that you will be held. You know, there is an accountability as aspect to this, and. Um, there are some of us who are really taking seriously big, how can we really impact the world and AI as e-discovery professionals? And for those of you who just want to worry about what you do super, super late at a party and that's it, like we've got no time for that. We've got much bigger things on our horizon. Not that there's anything wrong with letting your hair down, but um, 
No, we mm-hmm. want you to let your hair down, right? Exactly. Exactly. So that it is not hurting other people. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. Hair down, you enjoying does not mean that it has to be at the cost of other people. This causes a lot of, of like, there are women who are walking away from this scared and worried and concerned. And it is traumatizing. Mm-hmm. And what we don't want is that women are afraid to go to events or women are afraid right. to interact or people just tell them that this is normal. Oh, I had a woman once tell me when like chief revenue officer, and this wasn't maybe three, three or four years ago at an event where he was just way too comfortable and handsy. And I went and I told one of the other women in the C-suite and she said, oh, he's harmless. That's just his behavior. But it's not harmless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I know how to extricate myself. I know how to say something. And and if anyone knows me, Cassie, you know, um, I have a mouth. And mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not afraid. If I'm not afraid who's going to tell me to shut up because you can't live like that for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Just hide from everything. And for me, that was an issue. And there are right. women who aren't like me who won't be able to extricate themselves. Right. Well, or they may decide I don't want to go to that conference or yeah. I'm not going to go to this after hour party. And and I will say anyone out there that feels like you have to go to those things to to make the networking opportunities happen. I don't think so. Like I, th- there there are plenty of other opportunities. Again, if you want to go to them, that's great. But there are great conversations to be had in other other avenues. So yeah. If you feel like you don't want to go, like there will be opportunities. You can meet. I've met people from my LinkedIn network and just had, I've never met them in person. We've only Mm -hmm. been online. We talk, we chat, we exchange text messages. We jump on a Zoom. There are other ways to network. You can, you can go to dinner nicely Mm -hmm. with a nice group. You don't have to be in the party. Right. But if you want to, you can't like it, you know, if, if you want to, we just want to make sure that environment is safe for people. And that's not the individuals that's on the bad actors. And we really want them to be accountable. So right. you don't um, want to feel that you that people need to be protected. I don't want to be protected. I want those individuals to be held accountable for their behavior and mm-hmm. not be held accountable for mine. Right? Exactly. I don't need mm-hmm. the weak little woman in the in the corner that needs people to save her. That's not my job. My job is to be there, to network, to have fun and enjoy and be around people I like being around and learning from um, and not having to worry about someone's bad behavior and having it brushed under the rug because we've brushed a lot of them under the rug. Right, right. Well, 2024, I think, is going to be a year of change in a lot of different ways. And I hope that this painful moment will lead to progress that I think is the big takeaway. And it's not too long before there are other conferences. I know ABA Tech Show is coming up, University of Florida, so many others. I would say if you are going to any of them and you audience and you're worried about attending them and you want to know what you can do to maybe protect yourself, reach out to Maribel or I, and we'll get you in touch with the right people. Um, And I would say keep an eye out for the space because I think that we're really trying to get more. The pledge, Maribel, that you mentioned, I think is great. 
And I, I feel like there's some organizations out there that are wanting to set out and be very open. I think this is this is something that, that we're going to keep an eye on and, and hope to see more progress, more meaningful public progress. Maybe in six months, you and I can catch up and see where we are. Exactly. I think that's a great idea. We absolutely should. Because to your point and to your article that you wrote, seven months ago, however long ago it is, it's it's very easy to forget these things happen. And um, we don't want to forget because we don't want it to continue to happen. So, well, Mary Bell, I'm so glad you came. It's a very important topic. Again, we should be as, as concerned and focused on the care and well-being of our people as we are about AI systems, whether or not they're appropriate for our profession. I really appreciate this was done very short notice, but it's something that I know you and I feel very strongly about. Um, we don't want it to the conversation to go away. Thank you so much for being available on short notice. I really appreciate yep. it, Mary Bell. I appreciate and of course, anything I can do to help, I definitely will. So um, and for my audience, thank you so much for listening and uh, look forward to having you join the next episode of Cassie and.